The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. Good Thursday morning, and welcome to another edition of Analyze This here on your NPR station, the U.S. Virgin Isles, WTJXFM, with yours truly, Neville James. Gorgeous day in paradise. Lovely for you. It's a leap day, right? It's a leap day. It's February 29th. Happy birthday, Lucas Hill. And Harry, happy birthday, um, Tyreek Halliburton, basketball player for the um, Indiana Pacers, and everybody who happens to be born on February 29th, right? The question is, do you make a, a, uh, a year or do you make four years? I think you'll make four years every leap year, right? Might be a f- f- in the case of Halliburton, his sixth birthday, but he's 24 years old. Just because of our technicality with the calendar, you know. And I believe Lewis Hill is, is uh, 64. So I believe, I ain't sure. Either 60 or 64. Happy birthday to all the leap year babies. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. Yeah, a great show today. Um, Bush D, for sure. A lot of running take place yesterday. And then we got um, Frank Dixon uh, for VIA Packs going to be joining us um, in our number two. But uh, we got the weather service uh, on the line uh, today to give us uh, a weekend preview. Good morning. Who am I speaking with? Hey, good morning. This is Ryan Chambers. Hey, Ryan Chambers. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, weather's lovely up here. Is it the same down in San Juan? Yes. Yeah, it's quite beautiful. It's, it's a clear day, mm-hmm. and it's much better than what we've seen the last couple of days with all the rainfall that came through. Is it going to remain that way? Yes. Over the next couple of days, we are expecting fair weather as a high-pressure system builds in the Atlantic. But I should say it, we are going to experience more passing showers, though, because that high pressure is going to become quite strong, and it's going to accelerate the winds from the northeast. And with that, we can experience showers moving in at times, but generally good conditions. Okay, that's good. So... um Intermittent showers is what you're thinking? Yeah, exactly. With um, strong wind speeds over the weekend, so even starting tomorrow. And, yeah, so just passing showers moving in from 10 to 10. So how, do, how, how will that affect marine conditions? Yes, I'm glad you asked. It will make them pretty choppy. And because of that, we're expecting over the weekend seas around 7 feet for the Atlantic waters and it'll most likely elevate like the rip current risk to high for the northern coastlines of the beaches northern and eastern coastlines which is around like breaking waves around six feet so what are we telling our beach goers take it easy be careful yeah be careful just know it's going to be real windy this weekend so wind creates current along the coastline so don't go out swimming if it if it looks nasty, just kind of know your limits. Is it going to be territory-wide or 
uh, specific to a particular part of the Virgin, St. Thomas, St. John, or to the south on St. Croix? It would probably most likely be, say, the eastern tip of St. Croix, mm-hmm. and then the northern exposed coastlines of the northern USVI. Okay. Okay. That's good. And same for Vieques and Culebra? Same thing. Yeah, mostly for Culebra. Vieques will be a little bit protected from the um, swell that's generated from this, which will be kind of low period, which means it um it won't have so much energy because it's just generated by the winds locally. But um, Vieques should be a little more protected. But uh, yeah, it'll be um similar conditions all over, just windy, choppy, and kind of just that seasonal pattern we get every time the winds pick up. Okay. So let's break this down a little bit. Um, today is going to be close to perfect. <laughs> yeah, today looks pretty good. I We aren't expecting really much rain, maybe a passing shower here or there, mostly for the northern USVI, but it's beautiful. We have dry air that moved in, mm-hmm. and conditions look pretty stable. And tomorrow, start, start seeing the wind? Yes, exactly. So tomorrow the winds will accelerate, and with that there will be an increase of showers, especially throughout the early morning hours. So late tonight into early morning, that will be the best chance for showers to pass by. And Saturday will be like Friday, or you start to see the... the or, or is no, you said the wind's going to be here throughout the weekend. Throughout the weekend. Yeah, pretty oh. similar on Saturday. Okay, and Sunday as well? Yeah, most likely. It's um, Sunday. Let me um, check right now our precipitation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're seeing on Sunday there w- is a surge of moisture that's coming through, and that will further enhance showers. But um, same pattern to be expected, passing showers riding along the winds. Ryan Chambers, thank you very much. Now, uh, uh, quickly, any small craft advisories? So at the moment, we don't have any in effect, but we are expecting them to start most likely for on Saturday for the offshore Atlantic waters, maybe even as early as late Friday afternoon, tomorrow afternoon. Okay. So just stay tuned for that. And okay. Yeah, we'll, we, we'll look out for that uh, to okay. see if, that is, uh, if, if that's uh, in effect. Uh, so you said maybe late tomorrow. Maybe late tomorrow, yes. Okay, good. It's Ryan Chambers from uh, the National Weather Service down in San Juan. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you. Have a great day. You got it. You got it. So we got good weather today. Today's going to be perfect. Uh, we're going to start seeing uh, some more breezy activity uh, tomorrow with some showers. And um, that'll pretty much be the same for, for Saturday. And we'll see how it uh, uh, manifests uh, for Sunday. You know what I'm saying? So, yo, it's paradise. It's beautiful. You really love your side. I came over the hill and I was seeing some of the boats uh, down in the Christianstead Harbor. That's a that's that's a beautiful vista. If you if you're ever uh, coming out for the bypass, or if you're coming from uh, Christianstead and um, you're heading west, um, and you come off the bypass, take a right um, after after the stoplight, not at the stoplight. And come up the hill, and when you get to the apex, right to the crown of the hill, 
you're going to see um, <clears throat> um, a shot uh, that got you looking down a little bit to your right of the Christian State Harbor. And it really is a beautiful uh, vista there as well. So, you know, yesterday we had a coffee break. Now we do it, Henry. But yesterday afternoon, man, we had a, a number of different developments. Uh, I didn't even know uh, Hunter Biden um, was going to be coming, going before uh, in, a, in a deposition um, with the uh, with Congress. Uh, so that happened yesterday with the Oversight Committee. So I had to ask my partner doing to come back in again to give me some guidance uh, uh, as to what really going on with that. And Supreme Court ruled on the immunity case um, in, in New York. Um, a, a serious development there as it relates to money. Um, so, that's how to call uh, the man himself. Good morning, Counselor. How are you? Good morning, Senator. I am well. How are you? Very good. Any, uh, 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 what, what was you this morning? Or oh, more coffee? Actually, I get up early, early this morning. Because <laughs> I have to file those discoveries. From oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. and so, I actually had some um, mint tea. <laughs> I got some mint for my partner. Don't get wet last week. I like that. I like that. Hey, let, let me ask, let me ask, let me educate the public as to the legal process. Now with electronic filing and all that stuff, how did I work? Because like I go, man used to be hustling to go down to the court to yeah. drop off documentation. Yeah. That is no longer the case. Explain that aspect. Uh, let me educate the public. Okay. Yeah. Several years ago, well, um, actually about 10 years or more ago, the district court went uh, electronic. And then about maybe 10 years ago, um, or it's seven between seven and ten years ago, the Superior Court had this. Well, the Supreme Court was always digital, and then when they merged with the Superior Court, um, the Superior Court also went digital. It was actually just to show a quick history of um, Phoenicia Harvey when she was um, the last was when she was clerk. The court had actually initiated this um, this e-filing. Um, she, that was one of her initiatives, and it came to fruition just after she left. But uh, just to give her credit, she was the one that had really started it at the Superior Court, it, it, my, um, to my knowledge. Um, so what we do is when you go to file a case, you have to file it online. The only way you could get away without this, if you happen to be a pro se um, filer, they may, and you know, say so use uh, not tech savvy or whatever, mm -hmm. you could go down and the court will assist you. Um, the, the clerks will, 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 will assist you by accepting your complaint uh, by paper, but that is totally frowned on. And um, they, they actually prefer that. Not only that, every um, answer or everything is either sent to you electronic, it's no longer um, put in your mailbox at the court or you know, process servers are really in a bad way because a lot of the stuff that we would use process servers for, we just do it ourselves online. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's more convenient. One of the good things is that I had to race to go to the courthouse before 5 o'clock. Now you've got till midnight to do the stuff. So the, so the court system uh, undermine um, economics? With, with, in, a, with, in a way, yeah. With, with, because with, that with, was a cottage industry. And we do use them for some stuff, but I, I dare say most pastors servers tell you business is not how it was 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. They force them, right? them to expand into other areas. Yeah, they got to be creative. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of them have actually become investigators. Yeah. And stuff, yeah. yeah. You know? yeah. 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 We, we, we name we one good for that. Um, Carl Wood, things good. Yes, yes, yes. He's yes, a, yes, a work, yes, a work yes, for Joel yes. Holt, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah, Eddie, uh, Edwin. Edwin, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah he was so check this out. Let me talk about Hunter Biden's situation. I mean, uh-huh. this, this, I have seen <laughs> legal poppy show before, but this is really a joke. This is totally ridiculous. And the, um, like I said, the sad thing, you know, he finally, I guess after the case fell apart, his lawyer said, well, oh, I don't know what they could possibly do to him. We could, we, 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 we could talk now. We could talk now. Yeah, yeah, we could talk now because yeah. you can't bring up this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the contentious stuff. And, and, and that was part of his thing was that there was so much unverified allegations against him that he wanted to respond to them publicly. Because mm-hmm. if they do it privately, as everybody knows, they're going to spin it. And, and what's her name? Uh, Jasmine Crawford, the, the, the Congress lady from Texas. She said the reason why... Um, People don't want to meet with her because I don't lie. She she she, she, she literally said so on the floor, and she said, "I don't spend so much. I don't know how I am falling down from being dizzy." <laughs> wow! But 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 in his in his case, pathetic when you can't trust your own lawmakers to tell the truth after you speak to them. Yeah, but but in his case, and and just to edify for the for the edification of the audience, the main witness for the oversight committee and those going after the Biden family, right? Apparently, what, last week or, or a week before, I think it's last week, he yeah, can he, he confessed that um, he was lying all along, right? That's what he said, right? Yeah. Now, now, yeah. now, we don't know if he's doing that because of some other development and he's lying now, right? We ain't ruling out nothing with him. Regardless of what side of the case you're on, you can't rule out anything because he's not credible, right? And and then um, he did that in Nevada, and then they picked him up in in, in California, right? Uh-huh. Claiming that he he was a a, a flight risk. Um, yeah. uh, I'm curious as to why the judge who released what what happened in between when the judge released him uh, on his own recognizance, right? Uh-huh. And, and 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 the judge who uh, when they picked him up. Uh, they rearrested him. Something had happened. It, it, it was was it because he crossed state lines? He went across the state lines. They, 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 you know that would be cooping you, you know. Yeah. So the minute he drove across it, you know, um, Las Vegas is an hour, hour and a half across, at, at least from San Francisco, mm-hmm. um, not in California. Yeah, um, yeah. Right there. Oh, I don't know. I think no. I think it's Reno. I think it's Reno. is from uh, uh, the northern California part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but, but he went over to Northern. He was arrested in Northern California. Okay. Okay. In one of the small counties over there. And I, I want to say Salona County, but I'm not sure. Mm. Um, and they busted him there. You know, arrested him over there and took him before a judge um, over there. And the judge granted the um, the, the prosecution state. This is a whole thing about what was crazy about the, the Nevada judge's ruling. This is a guy who is not a citizen of the United States. The, uh, this is smart. This is smart enough. We're talking about right. Smart enough, right. Yeah. Uh, he's a citizen of Ukraine, a country which is now in turmoil, mm-hmm. and he's an agent for several foreign governments, including the um, Russian Federation. That is a classic case of let we hold this body in jail until the trial. Yeah, I mean, if they, 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 you know, why the judge in Nevada? And not even bail, all recognizance, even more insane. So, I, you know, the, the, um, Mr. White, the special partisan, 
who has um, jurisdiction in every state um, just basically um, had him arrested in, 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 um, and taken before a judge in another state. And that other judge started with some of the, of the, the government's um, arguments that this guy is a serious flight risk. They can't think of it. If he can't go back to his home country, Ukraine, um, because there's war there and there's confusion and chaos, if he were to go back there, we couldn't find him. It would be easy for him to. And then, if he goes back to one of these um, uh, countries with which we have, um, you know, um, problems with, like Russia, we definitely won't get him. Exhibit A, Julian Assange and, and, and um, Snowden. Mm-hmm. You know? So, obviously, we can't allow him to go to Russia because we won't be able to get him, or even China. So... The, the best thing would have been to, to keep it in the United States, which, you know, like I said, most judges, most jurors do the right thing, but there's a, there's a couple of guys out there that have some bags in them. Because that is really, you know, to release that guy on his own recognizance, not even bail, is insane. Well, the the reality is Lev Parnas, right? That was the name that, uh-huh. um, that um, Giuliani was claiming would provide evidence against Biden and all that stuff, he had already told them that there was nothing there, right? Right. So now when, when the Smirnoff revelation came out last week, Parnas is, was saying, see, I told you so. I wasn't listening, right? right. And, and Parnas was a friend with Giuliani and Trump. Yes, that but, was but, yeah, but then he realized, wait a minute, um, the man that they talking about that was supposed to be feeding them information, I know that he ain't telling the truth, right? right. So now... This whole thing blowing up. So the oversight committee now, um, yesterday had um, and uh, what's his name there, uh, Hunter Biden there, and and pretty much the Democrat them saying what we've been saying all along. They ca- they have no evidence. They have no evidence that the man they, they they're claiming uh, is cognitively deficient is a gangster at the same time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> which is the president of the United States. You know what I'm saying? Who, oh, by the way, had a physical yesterday, and apparently he is fit uh, to lead according to his doctor. So we'll take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about another development with Mitch McConnell, right? Where, where he claimed, I ain't going to be the leader no more come November. So we're going to break that down. And then um, some legal issues on multiple fronts for um, former President Donald Trump. We'll take a break. and we'll be back right after this. Bank of St. Croix provides in-person service, personal and business checking accounts, a nonprofit community investment checking account, a 24-hour banking cash management platform, online banking, and mobile apps for banking on the go. There are two locations to serve you, the Bank of St. Croix in Gallows Bay and Bank of St. Croix in Peter's Rest. The Bank of St. Croix has something for everyone. Need details about our nonprofit community investment checking account? Our service specialists are here to help. Bank of St. Croix, member FDIC. News happens all week, all around the world. If you want to understand what this French election is all about... Four candidates are running unopposed, and three of them met reporters Thursday. Whatever the outcome of today's elections, the secessionist genie is out of the bottle. News, analysis, perspective, music, books, and sports, too. Saturday on Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1.
Human beings have been making music for tens of thousands of years. It brings us together. It has the power to communicate emotions and ideas. It's a profound part of the human experience. Here are the stories behind the music you love and new music you might fall in love with. I'm Raina Duras. Join me for in-depth interviews with artists who are continuing that musical history on World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1. On Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, we are not afraid to stand up to the high and mighty like Jeff Bezos. He had that big that cowboy hat on. <laughs> he looked like like a shrink ray had hit Garth Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Peter Sagel. Join me as we speak truth to power, at least until power agrees to buy us out, on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me from NPR. Saturdays at 1 p.m. and Sundays at 2 p.m. right here on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. And we're back here on Analyzers having some Bush tea, uh, talking about um, some national politics and those legal wrangling. So, um, we got my good friend, um, Dwayne Henry, here on the line. Morning once again, Councillor Minty, you say? I'm sorry? Minty out of West. Yes, yes, yes. Some good men from <laughs> my partner, Mr. John. I used to work with him at the Lutheran Governor's Office. I like, I like that. I like that. So, um, Mitch stepped down, man. Right, Mitch had a, a, a very emotional speech on the floor yesterday and said, I will no longer be leader effective November and I'm gonna solve up I'll solve up my term, um, which ends in January of, of twenty twenty seven. Now look, before we talk about the political implications of this and uh, do some speculating, um you gotta give the man credit because this is forty years, man. Yes. He's a, he, he he bragged about he bragged about being a Re, uh, being a Reagan uh, U.S. Senator uh, in 84, I think it was. And here uh-huh. we are in, in 2024. That's 40, and he's going to serve another two, right? So 42 when it's all uh-huh. seven done. That's a full seven terms. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's, he's a survivor. He's, he's right up there with Trump, Thurman, and them there in terms of longevity in the Senate. Mm-hmm. That nine island people serve over 30 years in the Senate, which is... Um, and usually, especially these days, with and, and Mitch came under a lot of um, opposition in his own state, you know. There's a lot of people, and I'm surprised he actually lasted as long, because there's a lot of strange people in his state that oppose him for some crazy reasons, like his choice of a wife. Yes, kind of- yeah, yeah, because he, he did marry a, a, a lady from the uh, Pacific Rim. Right. Yeah. And, yes. and and um and and one of the reasons. Yeah, but, but one of the reasons, and uh, we didn't we didn't know this. One of the reasons, at least I didn't know of this. One of the reasons that uh, he stepped in down um, because his wife been going through some pain. She lost her sister. Yes, yes, and I meanwhile, you know, Trump has been blasting blasting him every chance he gets, even though you know they're attacking his wife. Yeah. A Chinese. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they, you know, it's not that we should feel too sympathetic for him, but, you know, as human beings, you don't treat people like that. No, and calling out um, nicknames and all that stuff. Um, uh-huh. re- 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 real childish behavior, but that's typical of him, you know. Uh-huh. And, and it's gotten to the point now where when he does it, it apparently doesn't even bother the media because they're so used to it, which is bad. 
because you, you should hold you should hold folks who are seeking the highest office in the offices in the world, not just the country, um, to a higher to a higher level of decorum and respect. Yes, regardless of regardless of who you are. With 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 Elaine Choi, and that this is a respected woman that served twice as cabinet secretary, mm -hmm. including his own, even Trump's own cabinet secretary. This is how disrespectful this guy is. But you know, <laughs> people like that nonsense. You know. No, no, no. Now, in connection with that, so so now it begs it begs this question. Um, is he stepping down from this leadership role also in concert with what's going on with the presidential race because of how his relationship with the former president, who is now the leader of the party again, officially, um, um, Trump, um, had deteriorated, um, and he don't want to be, uh, or he doesn't he want to be in a position where he has to be a lead voice on behalf of the president, given what they've gone through? You know what? I never thought about that, but now that you say it, it, it I, I'm all in on that one. I think that's exactly what it is. He doesn't want to be in a position because he could, he will, he could win re-election as, as um, minority leader, mm -hmm. or if they take over the Senate as majority mm -hmm. leader. But don't forget, um, he had some medical issues and where he froze a couple yeah, times, a couple times um, where he was making public speeches, and the next thing you know, he just stopped talking. Right. So I think it's a combination of. Um, Beginning to lose some cognitive faculties, mm -hmm. uh, or whatever you want to put it, and um, or there's some medical issues involved, I think. Uh, but I think the main thing is he don't want to be in a position where he has to be a mouthpiece for Donald Trump in the event that Donald Trump wins. Yeah, um, the reading this, reading this from an NPR article yesterday said a Kentucky Republican 82 had faced questions about his health for several months. Most recently, he abruptly froze and seemed unable to speak during two news conferences in July and August. In March uh -huh. of last year, he fell during a dinner event at a D.C. hotel and spent five days in the hospital. His office right. said he had received treatment for a concussion and spent about a week in inpatient rehab to also address a minor rib fracture. That concussion, that, that concussion injury, them things could be lingering, you know. You know people take those... Yeah, you know, and, and the, the NFL had to pay, you know, big, big, a big, big settlement um, because of CTE and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that that that, that one is critical. Which now I want to connect um, McConnell's situation to Hunter Biden and 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 um, and and President Biden in this regard. Um, one of the things that he um, when Mitch announced his retirement yesterday, a lot of people weren't feeling sorry for him. Because they were saying, they were saying that he could have rid the Republican Party and America of Donald Trump from back in 2021 when they impeached him the second time, right? Uh -huh. But he voted uh -huh. not to do it because he claimed, right? And I'm gonna read what he said. I'm gonna read the quote now. He said, "We have a criminal justice system in this country. Uh -huh. We have civil litigation, and former presidents are not immune." from being held liable in either one, right? Right. So everything is connecting together now because, of course, you know, the Supreme Court rule, they're going to hear Jack, Jack Smith's argument against the, government, the president wanting absolute immunity, right? Yeah. But what it's saying is, had McConnell encouraged his senators, fellow senators, in the aftermath of January 6th to just convict him, right, at least in 
in that tribunal, right, in, in that process, right, then we wouldn't have this issue in front of us today because he wouldn't have been eligible to seek office again. So, That's correct. So I don't, so, so, so the, the, the sentiment was, well, I can't feel sorry for Mitch because he now he's the one who got me like this. And then Republicans are saying, like the Nikki Haley's and the DeSantis's of the world are saying he undermined our political potential in 2024 because now this man eligible to run again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like he he gave, he gave blows from from I think, and I think all of those uh, assertions are true. I agree with every last one of them. He um, <laughs> he didn't create the monster, but he fed it food, and um, by by not stopping, you know, you could be guilty of something by omission. People fail to realize. Oh, I didn't do nothing here, but that's the, but you're not doing anything makes you guilty of something, you know. So you could be guilty by omission, especially in the political arena. And I think that's what his um, his legacy is going to be, that he just didn't um, clamp down on this guy as, as the leader of the party after, um, you know, the, the, the highest elected official, Republican official, uh, right now. He just allowed him and the RNC to run Ramshad over the country and do what they want, but, you know. It's bridge under the water now, I guess, because it's older. I don't know how that genie getting back in the bottle. How how you get back in now? Man, man winning, man, man winning caucuses and primaries left and right. He, that, yep. that, that, that that genie just cooling out there with the legs crossed and enjoying the, and enjoying the, the the proceedings, which leads us to a, a number of developments yesterday. Let me talk about the Supreme Court because oh. there was also a development in New York and also one in Florida, right? Um, right. So the Supreme Court. It was like a half and half deal with them, right? We're gonna take up the case, but we're gonna grant the expedited request of Jack Smith, right? Okay. So they're gonna hear this case April twenty second. Now people saying, well, well, today's February twenty eighth. That was yesterday's date. All the way down to April twenty second. I don't that ain't consistent with expedited. But normally the Supreme Court takes longer than that. That's correct. The courts take very long. So if a court gave you a hearing and. In three months, that's fast. <laughs> so April twenty you know, second. So in between them, they have to smudge dockets, you know, to their credit. That, yeah. So and, and uh, they have to balance the the interests of other parties, and you know, against the you know, you who seeking ex- ex- expediency. And not only that, um, they close up shop in June, right? And come back yeah. in October. That's correct. Yes, they they don't work all year, and um, that's the time that. And I'm pretty sure Clarence Thomas is probably one of them that pushed for them to accept it only because, um, you know, he has places to go. (laughs) (laughs) People to see, (laughs) places to go, things to do. So now, right, this is a win-win for Biden from this regard. And not because, you know, I, I have a, I, I, have, I once serve as a registered, Dem- but here, registered Democrat. But here's why, right? And this is why people, people are saying, but, you know, we're really wasting the government money on time, you know, and from, from this perspective. If the Supreme Court rules, as everybody expected, that he doesn't have immunity, 
then the case goes to trial. That's another question that we respect to the timeline because right now it kind of walking in Trump favor in that regard, right? right? Uh -huh. But if if they say, well, you know what, president's got absolute immunity, then Biden could do what he want. Yes, I I, don't, I think the Supreme Court is about to make a decision that's going to piss a lot of people off on the right because to me this is not even a political question. This is clearly. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, in, in terms of um, equal rights under the law, and, and, and that everybody should have the same rights and the same um, be subject to the same penalties. Like, that, that nobody's immune as, as such from such. You know, he's not. You know, while you're in an office, ex officio, you you get you get immunity while you're in there. I was a prosecutor. There's a thing called prosecutorial immunity. You can't sue the AG office because they prosecuted you. I mean, you have got a hell of a reason. I mean, there's one or two exceptions, but it's, it's you know you can't sue the judge because he brought you up in the there's judicial immunity. But once you are no longer a prosecutor, no longer a judge, that that goes away. You don't have that immunity, and it's the same thing for all offices, uh, you know, of the of the of, of the government, including the president of the United States. In my opinion, um, he is. No longer the president. It's not like he was charged as president and thing. And, and like I said, this was brought up under Bill Clinton, and you know, but it never did get to the Supreme Court um, because it's understood Trump is the only person that's challenging this nonsense. Because, but you know, they have to throw the kitchen sink in defense of their um, their client. But you know, like you said, in terms of wasting the government money, we know what the answer is most likely to be. And I'll be very shocked if they because, like you said, if they gave him immunity, then. Um, Joe Biden, bad boss, said August and Fifth Avenue with a AK and just start firing shots. Or or calling SEAL Team Six to take people out. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying. Yeah. Against his political enemies. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying. It's it's, it's insane. No, no, I, no. We want. I want to read because they've narrowed the question that they're going to be arguing on April 22nd, right? Uh -huh. So I want to read the order as written by the Supreme Court. The application for a stay presented to the Chief Justice is referred by him to the court. Explain that part. That's the first sentence. So he is saying um, what, what uh, Trump asked for, right? Which is the application for a stay. That's a Trump, that's a Trump request, right? Uh, right. Is granted and, and the case is going to be heard in the Supreme Court. That's what that means? Right. Okay. No, no, this is what it is. Um, and I, I mentioned this before on the show. Each justice is responsible for a different circuit in mm -hmm. terms of. Oh yes, 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 yes. And the chief, the chief justice got D.C. The chief justice got D.C. You're right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the justice is for the D.C. circuit. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. So he said, yeah, he said the special okay. counsel's request to treat the state application as a petition for a writ of certiorari is granted. And that petition right. is granted limited to the following question, whether and if. So, to what extent does a former president enjoy presidential immunity from criminal prosecution for conduct alleged to involve official acts during his tenure in office? Without expressing a view on the merits, this court uh -huh. directs the Court of Appeals to continue withholding issuance of the mandate until the sending down of the judgment of this court. The application for a stay is dismissed as moot. Exactly, because the, the court went ahead 
when the Chief Justice referred the application to the court, mm-hmm. the full court, the full court said, well, you know what, we're going to grant cert. And when they granted cert, that made the question of a stay um, moot because mm-hmm. um, they're going to hear it in an expeditious manner. And, and then also, he technically, he, they, they, there was no reason to stay the, um, the thing. No, no. You know? and, and now, in effect, they granted 80 days, uh, 79 days later, what oh. Jack Smith wanted from back in December. Yes, yes, they should have granted back then. But but but, but they but they didn't want to usurp the the DC courts' role right. in the process. So they said let we let, let we let the process play out. So we ain't taking it up then. But they decided they to take it up now. They don't want the Bush figure again. You know when the Supreme Court stepped in and said. Oh Look, yes, 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 yes. The Supreme yeah. Court stepped into a Florida proceeding, right? They, they, yes. that would be the Eleventh Circuit, right? And. Uh, uh, oh, okay. And, and for those who don't know, uh, in the aftermath of the 2000 presidential election, where we had an issue with the hanging chads dug in Palm Beach with Bush uh-huh. and Gore, um, there was a proceeding going on, and the Supreme Court decided because of the national importance, we got to uh-huh. come in now and step in. As a matter of fact, they actually use RBG's um, opinion that when it comes to issues like this, this uh-huh. is where the Supreme Court is necessary because of the right. national importance uh, and, and matters of this nature. So that's right. interesting. Remember the, the, the Latin term for what they did. They did that what? That's stare decisis? No. No. Sua. Sua spante. Sua spante. There you go. <laughs> I, 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 like, I like that one. I like that one. So it's going to be interesting. And then the timeline, they're going to probably issue a ruling with late May, if you're talking April 22nd, I, but about a month later. Yes, because um, generally speaking, written briefs would have been submitted before orals. Yeah. And they do orals, and usually, they, in a case like this, uh, this is, when's the date they gave? April? April 22nd. 22nd? Within 30 days, we'll get an opinion. We might get it in two weeks. Yeah, yeah, and then from there, that's when the clock starts again, depending on how they rule. Right, yes. Because it yes. goes back to Trotkin, right? It would be Trotkin's uh, courtroom, yes, right? Yeah, it goes yeah. back to the to district court. We got it. Okay, good. We'll take a break and we come back. Even crazier developments in New York where Trump is admitting now that maybe I'm not the billionaire I've been telling are you in terms of cash. <laughs> so we're we, we going to break that down as well. We'll be back right after this. said that black smoke was constantly coming out of the burn pits 24-7. And my reaction to it was like, wow, that doesn't sound very safe. wonder what that's about. And in my mind, I couldn't imagine at the time that type of system operating could potentially harm our service members. Journalism that seeks and reveals. That's On Point with me, Meghna Chakrabarty. Weekdays at 1 p.m. on WTJX FM 93.1, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Doom scrolling. Let's break that habit, folks. I'm Aisha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, where if you want to know what's going on in the world and why it matters, all you have to do is give your thumb a rest and perk up your ears. We've got the news, but we've also got curiosity, joy, and surprise. 
Tune in for Weekend Edition from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Sundays at 8 a.m. right here on WTJX-FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. Music can be an incredibly personal experience. A song can inspire you, it can comfort you, it can make you feel understood, it can even take you back to a specific moment in your life. And it all begins with the artist. Join me, Raina Duras, as I get personal through in-depth interviews with your favorite musicians and find out where those songs come from on World Cafe. Weekdays at 10 p.m. on WTJX-FM 93.1. Saturday mornings, we're here for you with Weekend Edition. Two hours of news, interviews, new music, new books, rattling good stories, interesting people, challenging analysis, laughs, air shows, and donkey rides for the kids. So come along with us. Weekend Edition, Saturday mornings from NPR News. Weekend Edition, Saturdays at 8 a.m. on WTJX FM 93.1. Back here analyze this breaking down some legal proceedings and we're going to actually apply it so we so we could break it down. I know this is a this is a local show, even though we're talking about mainland stuff, about what not to do locally and how you could your actions could be interpreted as doing uh things that could lead you to what's going on on the mainland. We got on doing Henry uh joining us this morning. Thank you very much, Mr. Minty out of the West this morning. Yeah. Um the the case in New York, right? Um which part? The not not the Bragg case, that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that, that 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 one that gonna be the first one. I think that gonna be heard in in late March, right? Right. But the the civil case, right? And right. it turned it turned out now that well, um, folks were focusing on the criminal cases. The civil cases look like they get more action than yeah. the criminal cases, right? Yes. So so, so go ahead. So so with with this particular civil case, the one that. Um, there was a ruling a couple of weeks ago, and I think it was three hundred and fifty-five million, another ninety-five million dollars in penalties, and then uh, you got what ninety thousand a day in, in in interest, something like that, yeah. which is which is which is absolutely bonkers, right? I don't expect ninety thousand a year. <laughs> ninety thousand a day, I say, a day. Yeah, I don't. I don't even make that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can imagine that, right? So check this out. But but let's go back to, let's go back to why. Uh, that case came up and what we would discourage Virgin Islanders from doing, right? When you go to the bank and you say, I want to borrow money, right? Uh-huh. And they ask you, what's your net value? Tell, uh-huh. tell the truth, tell right? The truth. Because if you tell them you're worth more than you actually are, that makes uh-huh. you eligible for reduced interest rates, right? Yeah. And as a result of that, um, lower premiums because loans come with, with, with insurance and things of that nature. And then when it's found out that you inflated your actual value, you're going you to actually end up be paying more down the road. Absolutely. That's how, that's how interest and premiums work. You know, you're right. And, and if we go to LMS, particularly with like insurance, right? Um, when you... Um, you know, you don't report certain things to your insurance company. When they find out later on and they own, 
Because, you know, when you redo your insurance or the ask if you had any accidents or whatever, you lie and they find out afterwards that you lie. Your premium are like quadruple. They're not even going to study you, you know. So it's a bad idea. And Trump is, um, you know, FAFO, um, you know, he's finding out now mm-hmm. that you know, the, the, uh, what's, what's happening when you do things like that. The weird thing, right? Check this out. And, and and the reason why I put it in that context is because um, this ain't just limited to the one of the, the actually the, the the highest profile individual on the globe right now. This could happen to anybody. It could happen to anybody. That this is the ugly part. So now that he has been convicted, they can, there's a, some of the media keep saying Trump has appealed. Trump has not appealed anything. Mm-hmm. Trump has issued a notice to appeal, and he asked. The appellate division of the um, New York State thing to allow him to post a lesser bond. He could only come up with a bond for 100 million mm-hmm. out of 453 million. So he has not, that, 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 that application for appeal is not complete until the court says whether he can file a, hundred, a quarter of the amount. Le, le, about a fact, they say less than a quarter because. Um, than a quarter. Yeah, because with four hundred and fifty, fifty-five million, you're looking at what a hundred, yeah, a hundred and fourteen million or thereabouts as a quarter. And he, and he, and he cycle come up with a hundred million now. Okay, yeah, that, that's all he could. And here's the thing: it's not just that case. The Gene Carroll case for eighty-three million, he can't appeal that either because he don't have the money for that bond. Wow. So that so that money that money is old then. That money is old until the well, you know, when she does a writ of execution. Um, and, and goes for his assets. That's mm-hmm. when you're gonna see. You know, he gonna he gonna really find out then. And that's a total. You know? That's a total of ninety three million because the first case was for five million. Now the second one was for eighty eight. That's true. And he has not for his appeal on that he has not filed a bond. He as matter of fact, he asked for, to file a reduced bond in that case also. So in this case, so in this case, what we telling Virgin Islands and people who are listening, do not get into publicly defaming people and lying on them. Because they could come right. back to haunt you. That's the that's the E. Jean Carroll, right? Yes. Golden text, mm-hmm. like we just said, right? The golden text. Mm-hmm. And then this, the golden text for this one is when you're going to the bank, right? Walk, mm-hmm. walk with your documentation. Yeah. To justify like. your actual net value, right? Mm-hmm. Don't inflate it, because if they right. find out down the road that you did it, mm-hmm. right, and you benefited via lowered interest rates and all that financial benefit, you go come back uh, to, to haunt you. So the judge said, no, you can't, you, because in effect, he really was negotiating how he wanted to pay money to allow him to appeal. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's, it's one of the craziest, I mean, it's allowed, but I, you know, most lawyers don't get away with that, you know, as, you know especially when you have a huge judgment like that, they're going to say, no, you playing games with us? You post the entire. You serious? Post the entire bond. No, um, but he did get some relief though. The the judge said, "Look, I ain't gonna apply. I I ain't gonna apply the full whip uh, and right. te- and take what are your ability to run the company then? So you, right. your sons, I could still run the company in the meanwhile. Uh-huh. But you got to but, find. But you got to the laws applies to you like everybody else. Yes. Where yes. if you want to appeal, then you got to put up the dunny. Yes, he said, we're not going to prevent you from raising money by preventing you from running the company. Mm-hmm. But you got, I mean, remember, you only got about two more weeks to get this done, you know? 
And um, but but you have to come up with the money. The um, one of the, the you know the, the the court also had said that um, that that the, his inability. Um, how does this, this phrase it? That, that basically that, that, that no, what he was what he represented to the court was exactly what you were just saying when you said don't lie when you go to the bank. No, that the bank that you take the same bank that he and insurance company CD to go back to to get his bonds cannot trust him now. That's you right. See what I'm saying? That's right. That's because right. Because of what he did in these cases, that's that's as if like if you was arrested or, or say you um not arrested but say you had a loan and you get a foreclosure, mm-hmm. you can't go to another bank to get a loan to cover that foreclosure. No sir. And, and that, 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 that's the same thing that's happening here. He defrauded these banks. They're not gonna trust him by extending him credit now and top of that. That would be crazy. But, but not only that, that's, and, and, that's why he's having this big problem raising this, this bond. But that's, it's not just a personal issue for them as it relates to their relationship with him. They got they uh-huh. got they got to look out to see if the feds watching every action they make in making uh-huh. money of and, and conducting business with him, knowing yes, you know, no, knowing that in the past the he, 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 he he wait so what? The main bank, the Central Bank of Russia, um, apparently has cut him off completely. And Deutsche Bank as well. Deutsche Bank was a big was, 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 was a big a big a big issue yeah, there. Deutsche Bank, yeah, well, you know, they get into all kind of Deutsche Bank pay all kind of penalties. I think the last three years, you know, left and right. That, that bank is so criminal; it's unbelievable. And and, that, um, and that's that's actually, they were actually connected to Epstein at one point, right? Deutsche Bank. Yes, yes. Well, that, that's listen. Deutsche Bank. I, I lived in Germany for three years in the nineties, and mm-hmm. and all the German institutions were impeccable, but. Something went wrong with Deutsche Bank in the 2000s, and they started dealing with some really seedy characters and shady um, corporations. And, and they've been sued numerous times and lost. I think I think the state the state of New York actually had fined them 150 million dollars for their relationship with Epstein. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, no. you know, so, so so Deutsche Bank is is not going to do business with him. And like I said, remember um, Eric had famously said. That we get money from Russia. Yeah, yeah. So, we, we don't. We don't. Yeah, we, we, we don't. We, yeah, we don't. We don't need money from American banks. We have access to Europe to, to, to foreign banks, right? And particularly Russian banks. Wow, wow. Finally, um, down in Florida, because they come in fast and furious. Um, the two defendants, the co-defendants, right? Walt Nauda, Walti Nauda, and yeah. Carlos de, de Oliveira, they wanted access to documents, and Jack Smith. Um, uh, asked the court, uh, Judge Aileen Cannon, look now, um, the charges we got against them are for aiding and obstructing, right? The charges we got against the former president, right, is for actually having the documents right. and access to them and all that stuff. So they don't need to to have access to the documents. We we right. we, we we are charging them for supporting the primary defendant. And, and and actually being somebody who will lift their boxes and trying to, you know, undermine the federal right. government's ability to retrieve the documentation. So they don't right. need access to the documents per se. Right. And and surprisingly, she ruled in Smitty's favor because typically she'd been ruling in Trump's favor. What do you think happened right. there? The 11th Circuit previous rulings actually kind of uh, uh, worked towards her or actually forced her to rule in that favor? I think that's what it is. I think she realized that, look, I don't want to look like an idiot again, you know? Mm-hmm. And went ahead and did the right thing. One of the 
things with security clearances, right? It, 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 remember, I mentioned this before. Yeah, you did. You have a security yeah. clearance, but you also have a, have a thing that Scala need to know. Um, they had, they have no need to know what those documents say to, in order to have a defense because their defense is that they didn't move a box, not that they knew what a, that a document was classified or not classified. So, you know, that's just a tactic from the, their defense lawyer to try to style and, you know, him and her, but clearly, they, you know, they, they, they weren't entitled to, to see those documents. Um, go, going back to, to, to Tuesday's result, Right, uh, uh, the the primary election in Michigan, and the uncommitted uh-huh. the uncommitted vote, the raw number getting up over a hundred thousand uh, uh-huh. in Michigan, and clearly this has to do with what's taking place uh, in the Middle East, right? Right. You know when I would analyzing the the numbers, and you know I like to do that, right? Yes, of course. You know the fact that the president got eighty percent, right? Eighty per eighty one percent, in spite of. 100,000 people voting uncommitted, a protest vote. That might be his most remarkable political feat ever. I think so. I'm just talking about from a numerical standpoint. From a numerical standpoint. Like I tell you, Trump didn't have that kind of opposition, um, and he only got 69%. The president got 81% of, of, of the Democrats. Even though there's a... There's a those are 13%. Congress, uh, 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 Congress people saying to vote and commit it. A 13% a 13% protest vote. And he uh-huh. still get 81% overall, which begs yep. this. So so then, so then we're looking at precincts, right? I got his partner yep. of mine on Twitter. He named you Mish Vota. I'm going to try to bring you on. He lives in Jersey, but he went... He lives, lives, uh, he lives in Jersey now, but he used to... Um, he, used to he went to University of Michigan, right? And and he he gave us the numbers. You know who's saving Joe Biden? Black people again. Again. Look, the the, the numbers out of Detroit, right? Uh-huh. There were fifty seven. Yeah, there, there were fifty seven thousand voters, right? Uh-huh. In Detroit, in the uh, in in in, the, in Detroit that participated uh-huh. in the primary, right? I'm gonna pull up the number now, right? You. You miss voter, right? And uh, uh-huh. of the fifty-seven thousand people who voted in Detroit, uh-huh. right? This is uh-huh. more. This is more tongue we talking about, right? Fifty-two thousand were Democrats and four thousand were Republicans. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Now here we go. Here we go. Here we go. City of Detroit turnout. Okay, I got a number wrong. I broke down. I broke down the amount for Biden and, as, as opposed to the amount uh, for uncommitted and the other candidates. Detroit, the city of Detroit turnout, Democratic primary, fifty-eight thousand seven hundred and five vote in the Democratic primary, four thousand one hundred and sixty-three for Repu- in the Republican primary. This is the city of Detroit, so they let you know just on the raw numbers how they intend to vote. Ninety-three percent were Democrats. Of which Biden get eighty nine percent of that number. He needed those numbers, right, to offset that uncommitted vote that came out at Dearborn, and he yeah. did it. He, and he did it. I don't know what it is yeah. or no. Let's face it. Now he yeah. ain't a spring chicken. He ain't sixty years old, right? Oh. The man is eighty one years old, but he go, oh. he either go be the luckiest, or or yeah. he to play. Uh, his, his voodoo, his voodoo, his political voodoo is a special voodoo, perhaps. 
because when I look at them numbers, 13% ain't easy to overcome, um, in particular at that value of over 100,000 people um, are doing. The turnout was yep. ridiculous, and he still got 81% in total. Wow. Yes, that's, that's a huge 13% protest vote. Uh, is, it is extremely huge. You don't normally see protest votes exceeding 10%. You know? um, but like I said, it was very organized in... in, in, um, in, 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 in and not only, in, not, not only that, it was fermenting for four months, Councillor. Yes, yes, yes. And then you had Congresswoman uh, Talib. Talib, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank, uh, we, 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 we've been pronouncing her name correct. I think, it, I think it's Tlaib or whatever. I, I noticed that as well, right? Uh uh, yeah, and, and they had an organized uh, protest yeah, vote set up, yeah. and and in the face of a turnout of over seven hundred thousand Democrats, and of course you know I had one point one million Republican candidates uh, um, voters who came out as well, and uh -huh. and to get hundred thousand uncommitted and partners still get over eighty one percent. Mean about that one. By the way. Um, my good friend, uh, Doc Scorcher, I mean, he's talking about Trump. He said his son-in-law could give him the Saudi money. He get... He get two billion? Oh, gosh. Um, that daddy-in-law need a little, a little help out now, right? Right. But you know what? You know what? You know what? He want to give him money because he's sure he's going to win the appeal. If you if you know you gonna win that appeal, you gonna fight that. And you and you got two billion dollars, you can fuck over five hundred mil easy. So that uh, pops hold on to that. Defend yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, thanks a lot, man. Good talk. Appreciate it. You got it. We'll take a break. Come back. And Frank Dixon gonna join us in hour number two. The views and opinions expressed on Analyze This are entirely those of the on-air participants and do not reflect those of the station's board, management, staff, or underwriters. With so much going on, it can be hard to keep up with who's doing what and why. I'm Aisha Roscoe, host of Weekend Edition Sunday, letting you know whether it's news from across the country and the world or a deep conversation about a novel, movie, or music, we got you. Grab your coffee or your earbuds and tune in to Weekend Edition from NPR News. Sundays at 8 a.m. right here on WTJX-FM, your NPR station in the Virgin Islands. The PBS NewsHour has a rich legacy of in-depth reporting and strong storytelling. Only four people have sat in that chair before us, and the enormity of this moment is not lost on me. People turn to us because they know they can hear from trusted sources of information and news. That won't change a bit, even as the faces behind the desk change. Good evening. I'm Jeff Bennett. And I'm Amna Nawaz. Weekdays at 7 p.m. on WTJX-TV, Channel 12. 